Hello there. Presented by the Atlas Strength Shop. This is the Atlas Nerds in Iron podcast. With your hosts, Cameron Ray and Tyler Hales. Morning and welcome to the Atlas Nerds and Iron Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Ray. There's a co-host, Mr. Kyler Hales. What was that name again? <laughs> I said Kyler Tales. Kyler Tales. Okay, yes. Kyler Bales. I, I'm, I, I'm Tyler Hales, everyone. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Yeah. Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Who? What was his area code again? What was his, what was um, his number? Do you his, remember? It, yes, I do. Do you remember his number? 281-330-8004. What happens if you call that number? I don't know. We should do that. You have your phone, don't you? I do. Yeah, call, call that number real quick. Let's uh, put it on speaker and hold it up to the mic. Let's see what happens. Uh, while I'm doing this, you want to talk about our sponsors? Yeah, I can do that. Uh, first and foremost, our first sponsor is Unmasked Studios. Go check them out at Unmasked Studio at Instagram. Uh, it's No S. He's maker of boutique cosplays. You aren't going to find anything better outside of Hollywood than Unmasked Studio. What I want you to do is I want you to go to his Instagram right now. If you haven't already followed, hit follow. Then I want you to go through and I want you to tag us in your favorite cosplay that he has made. You got pulled up? Yes, I do. All right, it's on speaker? Uh, it can, as, as soon as I hit it, it, yeah. Okay, and make sure we hold up to the mic. Let's see what happens. Here we go. That was very upsetting. <laughs> We're going to press zero and see what happens. All right. You want to talk about our next sponsor? No, because it's, it's ringing. Don't worry, Strike Force. We're going to get to you. I feel like you'd agree that this is important. <laughs> Give it two more rings before we give up. Okay. All right, guys. That was very anticlimactic. So if you want to... but Hang up. <laughs> All right, so if you want to get back on your high, what I need you to do is I need you to go to strikeforceenergy.com, use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout and save you 20% on your next batch of energy needs. Uh, no, I was talking to Peyton. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we go any further, okay. so I got an auto text just now. Okay. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Mike Jones. Sorry <laughs> I missed your call. <laughs> DM me or text. And it has a link to his Spotify. Okay. So, yes, 281-330-8004 is still a working number for one Mike Jones. That is awesome. All right. All right, so, yeah, so I was talking to Peyton yesterday because he posted a uh, some strike force he was about to put in his drink and i remind him because you know i figured he just bought a handful of them when he was here right uh the other day you know because he always does that he loves that shit and i remind him that we have promo code he said he actually used our promo code uh before his last meet and yeah. he hit he hit two before squats and then popped another before deadlift and he kept him fueled throughout the entire meet nice yep nice i know what i personally like doing is i like putting two into a bottle of muscle of uh, Monster Hydro, yeah, and I just nurse on it all day until I run out, and then I do it. Not a bad thing. Another one, yeah. 
uh, keeps me constantly caffeinated and hydrated throughout the entire meet. All at the same time. That is one really cool thing about Strike Force Energy is because it's designed to be mixed with a bottle of water. So yeah. it forces you to hydrate, unlike uh, energy drinks that as you keep drinking them, you're going to get more and more dehydrated. And bloated. Yeah, and bloated just from the... Uh, from the um, just the carbonation, carbonation. yeah. yeah. What, what's going on? <sighs> Are we recording? We're still recording. Yeah, we were recording. So this is going to be an interesting episode. Yeah. I really hope you picked all that up. Um, guess we're going to find out. Mm. Uh, otherwise, we're going to have to... Uh, you're going to have to call Mike Jones back. We're going to have to think of something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why it just randomly cut off. That was really, really weird. That happened with our video when yeah. me and Draw Daryl did it too, which I really need to actually get... It's become harder and harder to find time to actually do the YouTube. Yeah. Uh, which is a good thing because it means we're busy out there in the actual gym. Right. But, uh, but yeah, like really helps us get out there more because uh, our YouTube... Our YouTube gets more more of a presence than our uh, than our Spotify or Apple iTunes. Usually. I guess it's a double edged sword because I've seen a lot of new faces out there lately. Yes, definitely, there have been a lot of new faces out there. Um, just gotta make time. Who needs sleep? So yeah, our last sponsor, Impact Mouthguards. You want to tell people at home about Impact Mouthguards? Absolutely, Impact Mouthguard. Impact Mouthguards. Uh, custom fit mouthguards for combat sports. Team sports, in our case, strength sports. They make a strongman power lift guard, mm -hmm. custom fit. It uh, it gives you a good bite down, a surface to bite down on mm -hmm. during your lifts. It protects your protects your bite, all that good stuff. Um, I've really and I've also really been enjoying watching their uh, social media lately because Jack, one of the the son of the owner, mm -hmm. um, he's kind of going on a tour of America and. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of envious of that, honestly. Uh, you know, I, I, all right, it's doing it again. What is going on here? I'm just going to have to constantly pay attention to it because it's doing it, some weird things. Is it getting, just getting sleepy? I don't know. I don't um, know what's going on. <clears throat> you know what? That might be it. Okay. We weren't plugged in, so that might have had something to do with it. Still recording. Yes, though, we right? are still okay. recording. We're at six minutes and nineteen seconds on the recording right now. So, so. back back to impact. Uh, yes, yeah, you're Jack, jealous of Jack. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous of Jack right now. Um, you know, I love what I'm got going on, but the the, the guy is traveling mm -hmm. right now, and he's seeing the country. You know, I've often thought about the fact that if I would have realized sooner what I wanted to do with my life, I probably right out of high school instead of joining the military would have bought a van outfitted it out and gone and like parked outside of some of these high uh well uh, weller known better known more well-known gyms and more well-known strength coaches out there yeah and just seeing if i can like you know mop their gym for uh to soak up their soak up their brain powers yeah well I, I do like sleeping in my own home every night so there's the trade-off i do too i I'll really enjoy sleeping in my own home I like my wife and kids too. All right. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Amber's an asshole. <sighs> He's a good kid. I'm I know. I He's know. a good kid. <laughs> He's probably not listening to this with his mom right I now. I told him not specifically not to listen to this. You told him not to listen to yeah, the podcast? Because he, he was talking to me on the way um, here the other night and he's like, Dad, I, I, um, 
we can we can we have a period at school where we can listen to things on on uh, the computer and things like that. I was like, don't pull this up at at school. Hell no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is not school appropriate. You're, this is not child appropriate. No, it's not. So anyway, if your kid's in the car and you're listening to this, I want you to. Uh, to Try to touch your left ear with your right hand just as fast as possible. <laughs> mm. Through your face. Just yep. smack yourself. Follow through. Follow, Follow through. through. Yeah. All right. So you want to talk about uh you want to talk about Clash on the Coast? Clash on the Coast, man. Um where do you even want to start? Well, I would like to start with the qualifiers and really just kind of explain what Clash on the Coast was. So the way Anthony Furman has set up, so Anthony Furman sometime last year had this dream. If you don't know who Anthony Furman is, he is a pro middleweight strongman with a glorious mustache. Oh, God, In fact, mustache. I think we should do an entire episode dedicated to Anthony Furman's mustache. In fact, let's not talk about strength on the co- uh, clash on the coast. <laughs> let's just talk about Anthony Furman's mustache. I'm vetoing that right now. And how it makes us have to sit on Walmart bags. <laughs> All right, so anyway. A lot of plastic-covered couches around yes, here. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's going to look like Fifty Shades of Grey movie, th- or, uh, or movie theaters are in Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, yeah. You know they had to throw out entire movie theater cushions during that? I remember seeing like the pictures rolling across social media after that, and there was, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> cucumbers laying in the floor with uh, wrapped pick- in contraceptive devices. Were they pickled? I <laughs> eventually, yes, they were. <laughs> so, By the end of the movie, yes, yes, they were pickled. So I listened to somebody who was a who worked in the movie theater during that period of time. He said they would just wrap trash bags around certain seats and just hope people got the hint to not sit there anymore, and they would sit there anyway. Gross. Yeah. Mm, Pee Wee Herman. All right, let's get back on topic. <laughs> Yeah, say what you want about Pee Wee Herman. He never touched a kid. Uh, <laughs> right. He kept his hands to himself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anthony Furman had this idea for the biggest middleweight strongman show ever to happen. He wanted to give middleweight strongmen the attention that they really deserve because those guys, they work hard. They A lot of them are doing just as much weight as the heavyweights. They're fast. They're athletic. And these guys really need more of a spotlight. Sure, they're not pulling 1,000 pounds. But they can pull their max effort weight and not need a CPAP immediately afterwards. I feel attacked. Well, you don't need a CPAP immediately after your lift. I'm talking like I just completed this lift. Now I have to be put on life support to sustain If I could figure out how to put a CPAP on during my events, I would. (laughs) Breathe for me. We can make you an entire Darth Vader suit. Mm. Yeah. Just show uh, show up with an oxygen tank on your back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if it's not against the rules, it's it's in the it's it's allowed. <laughs> There's other things that are way worse than that that are allowed. So. Yeah, I think we should actually uh, we should do that and be the reason they have to say no self-contained breathing apparatuses. If they don't say no, push your luck. Yeah, definitely press the luck. All right. So anyway, that <laughs> that squirrel. Uh, anyway, back on topic. So it was six heats over 20 athletes. The qualifiers were over a period of two days. The top two athletes in each heat would go on to the finals, which was one day and five events. So day one, we had a press medley. We had a farmer carry and duck walk medley, and we had sandbag and chain, uh, chain drag medley. Lot, lot of moving, a lot of athletic stuff. I know Martins Lisi's was one of the judges. 
Um, Nick Bex was one of the judges. Nick Best, yeah. Uh, those were the two main judges, correct? Yes. Uh, so with the press medley, if I'm not mistaken, the log and the block were both over 300 pounds, but it was a log press into a block press and then into a Thomas Inch dumbbell press, which the Thomas Inch dumbbell, it's uh, it's a circular dumbbell. It's a fixed implement. It weighs 172 pounds, thick-ass handle. It, it's hard for most men to even pick this up just because of the way it's designed. Like, you, you pick it up. It, it opens up your grip on one side. Those globes start to rotate, and it just rotates out of your hand. It's so... N- would you say my, my grip is decent? Yes. So, yeah, I've tried a replica Thomas Inch. Really? Where'd you run into one of those? Remember the guy we bought the... Uh, That's the, right. He does have one. I message him. He has, he has remind a replica. Me, remind me to message him after this. I want it. Right. And I think we can afford it. So. I, t- I attempted it and... Couldn't pick it? Dude, It I I, I clamped that thing as hard as I could mm-hmm. and it rolled out of my fingers. It's all like what you're nothing. used to. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> So, yes, they had a minute, they had to do the log, they had to do the block, and then they had to do the uh, Thomas Inch dumbbell for reps, which I saw some of those guys get like two or three reps out of it, but most of them, that, that dumbbell whooped their ass. Uh, a lot of them, the, uh, the block whooped their ass. I've never done a block press. Have you? I've never done a block press either. We should get a block. We should get a lot of things. We're working on it. We should open a gym. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that was day one. Uh, also, we had, they went for the American Log Press World Record that day. And um, Bobby Thompson, he is now the new world record holder at 478 and a half pounds. His judge was the previous record holder, yes. Rob Kearney. Yes, Rob Kearney was the judge for that. After he gave him the down command, went up, gave him a hug, congratulated him. It's real classy. It was great. That's so I love the sport. That was That was probably the biggest thing that happened on day one was the breaking of the American Log Press world record. Day two, we had some more world record attempts. We actually had uh, the uh, the women went for the Canadian Log Press world record, and they went for a world record. Uh, the Canadian Log Press world record is now held, I got my notes, is written by, uh, written, uh, is now held by Melissa Peacock. She tied the current world record at 250. That's now a Canadian Log Press record. Also, these are middleweight women, too, right, that, yes. that all did this. That's what's amazing about it, is you had two middleweight women go for the world record in the log press. That's just unreal. Uh, and then you had... Uh, shit. I have so much written on this board because I'm bad at remembering things. Let's uh, just rolling through it, man. Yep. yep. Not, Nadia Stower, she hit uh, 260 yeah, for a new world record. Yeah. She went for 270, couldn't quite lock it out. But, hey, that... That's a hell of a thing, the fact that two middleweights, which means they weighed less than 180 pounds, one hit a 250 and one hit a 260. Nadia and Melissa both had really, really, really good weekends all the yes. way through. Yes. Yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, they did some stuff with an axle, too, didn't they? They did that today, yes. Okay, so are, are you tracking what went on that? Because I couldn't find any information. Somewhat. I don't remember the weights, but I know that, uh, I know that Melissa ended up with the axle record. Okay. And Nadia ended up with the the Mauser Block Press record. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. That is awesome. She, uh, I think she opened up like 10 pounds heavier than the previous record. It is crazy just how far the sport has come in such a short period of time. I like it. Because I remember uh, I, was, I was listening to the commentary during the Women's Log Press World Record events, and 
one of the women who was doing the commentary for it mentioned that when she came into the sport, the world record was 200. We've seen Lauren double the, uh, hit that for doubles in here. Right. That's working sets for Lauren in here. Yes, that's working re- sets for all of the women at her level at this point. Right, yeah. And speaking of how far the sport's come <clears throat> in such a short period of time, we're going to talk about day two now, which we'd already hit a little bit of what happened on day two, the really the most fun things happened on day two. But let's talk about that keg toss. Because I don't know if you knew this, but the ke- the weights for the keg toss were the same. It was the same exact um, uh, circumstances. So weight, height of the bar as 2012 World Strongest Man. So 2012, who won that? It had to I be. I do between, not know. It had to be either Brian Shaw or Big Z. I do not know the answer to that question. I don't either. We'll find out soon. Yes, that's yeah. something we can always Google. Another point, right? Um, who won World's Strongest Man 2012 wasn't really relevant to you know uh, Clash on the Coast, so that wasn't really something I was worried you about. You know what we need in here from here on out? Like sitting right here? Air movement. No. No. What do we need? When we have questions, it would be so easy either to say, hey, Google, or hey, Alexa. Alexa and Google just aren't that advanced on being able to answer obscure things like that. Poo. They can do things like, hey, how many ounces are in a pint? But they'll say, here's what I found on Google, and they'll give you, like, a link. And you have to go and look up that link. Whack. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. So, anyway, in addition to the keg toss, they also, they also had an axle squat, which looked amazing. <clears throat> uh, speaking which, all the implements in this entire show look fantastic. Most of them were made by Frank Gonzalez at Texas Strength, uh, Strength Concepts. I've seen a lot of his work. Homie yes. does good work. He does amazing work. Like, I kind of wish we would have gotten our new log from him rather than from Pitbull. Yeah. Because uh, I was talking about this in a thread, I think, on Saturday. Like, our Pitbull log, it feels great, but it showed up beat to shit. And I've seen just how how thick and sturdy Frank's powder coats are right. on his implements. And I really don't think we would have had that problem with his equipment. So if you got the money to spend, go uh, go shop Texas Strength uh, Strength Concepts. Frank Gonzalez, he makes really awesome work. You can find him in all the strongman groups. Yeah, I think he's like a half human, half Longhorn hybrid or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know what he is. That's why he does such good work because he's a Minotaur. So yeah, something you know now. And how about that odd object medley? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen that many objects in one medley before. He was trying to kill those <laughs> dudes. You had, and it didn't look to be like any specific order because all the athletes did them in a different order. Yeah. But I know there was a, there was a, I don't know the weights on any of these, but there was an anvil. There was one of the big ass blue barrels they used to, uh, that they used to like put contaminated barrel drums in you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah uh some people they fill them with water you know, just a big ass heavy blue barrel i saw two somewhere on it so i know it was at least in 200 pounds but those things are huge so the barrel the anvil they had a tire and that tire looked small but i saw the way some of them dudes were struggling to pick it so i think it was very dense rubber they had a block and then they had a fire hydrant am i forgetting one i don't think so so that's five implements that these dudes, they had to start. They had to start at the platform. They were given the command go. They had to run back and forth and load these items. And I know they were having some issues halfway through because I think one of them actually uh, broke the platform, so they had to repair that on the spot. And I know uh, one of the barrels got damaged as well. <coughs> Shit happens. Uh, and then, and so those are the three events that we had on day two. So out of day one and day two, they tallied up all these scores. 
top two athletes from each heat went on to the finals. And one of those was from right across state lines from us uh, was Ryan Saxon. We see him at all the local comps, and he made it all the way to the finals at the biggest uh, middleweight strongman show on earth. And honestly didn't do half bad today. He didn't. I didn't know he was competing until I uh, turned on uh, turned on Martin Lisi's channel. I'm like, yeah. hey, that's Ryan. Yeah. The fuck's he doing yeah. out there? Yeah. And he was he killed the block press. Yeah, uh, did you watch his uh his keg throw keg throw? I did not. I all I did all I got to do today today is watch the finals events. Go and watch his keg toss. Yeah. He killed every single one of them. That dude is so fast and so athletic. So yeah, let's talk about these final events, and uh, I'm definitely going to be leaning on you a lot for the finals events because you actually got to watch the highlights. I'm gonna do my best. Yeah, I just kind of I was able to find information on starting strongman, talking strongman. I went to uh, Strengthly's Instagram. I watched their stories. Unfortunately, I wasn't in a position to where I could just get the core sports page and watch it live. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of all over myself this weekend. Yeah. So yeah. it happens. Real life, uh, real life is a thing. So yeah. first event in the finals was the Max Apollon Axel. Which, I don't know if you know the history behind the Apollon, Apollon wheels. It was literally a fucking uh, a tie, uh, train axle. He found it in a junkyard and was like, it's I'm going to pick this up. It was beautiful. It was. It was beautiful. It wasn't as beautiful as the one in uh, at the Arnold a few years ago. Well, yeah. But that one When you was, got Rogue Foot in the bill, things tend to look yes. a little better. Well, don't get me wrong. Frank did a great job. Oh, yeah. But those were actually, because the Apollon's wheels, it's a similar concept to the Thomas Inch dumbbell. It's one implement, and that's what it is. It's a, like the Thomas right. Inch dumbbell is a 172-pound uh, spherical dumbbell. It's made to those specs. Right. They made something that was loadable for this show because they were going for a max axle world record. Yes. And the, uh, and the, the wagon wheels that were attached to it were fixed. Yes. Which I'm sure a lot of these dudes probably didn't re- didn't train a fixed axle, and that's why we saw so many weird ass cleans when we were watching they, the highlights. For they this. were yes, they. <laughs> I saw a few. Uh, one guy ended up <laughs> cleaning. There were, and this happened once or twice where the guy ended up getting it up there and just. And you've done this before. I've done this before. Everybody's mm-hmm. done it before. You get it up there to the top, and you just kind of make a panic movement mm-hmm. your body makes the movement without you even thinking about it mm-hmm. and the guy ended up in a zombie squat position with the axle laying across his arms yeah that, that happened a couple of times it happens yeah uh so for those of you who aren't quite familiar with how with the <coughs> physics behind your typical barbell and axle cleans so the reason why people tend to use the continental isn't the reason why a lot of people think they're using the Continental. A lot of people think they're using the Continental Clean because the barbell is a lot thicker, therefore they have to use a mix grip to hold on to it. That's not the biggest reason why it came about. The biggest reason why it came about was because typically you would have a fixed implement. Our modern barbells, the sleeves bend, or not bend, the sleeves rotate, so when we rotate our hand around, we're not moving the entire weight of what's on the barbell. That weight is staying stationary in space while the barbell rotates in. If you don't have a fixed implement, even if the sleeves don't rotate because axle sleeves don't rotate, you're still going to have a little bit of rotation inside the radius of the weight that's on there unless it's a fixed implement. 
then you have to turn over several hundred pounds of weight when you go to get under it, which is why the Continental came about. Uh, well, I say the Continental came about. The Continental predates the clean by uh, by many, many years. Like, really, the, the term <coughs> clean, I don't know if you knew this, but the term clean meant you got the bar clean from the body. So it never touched the body when it came up. Gotcha. So saying Continental clean is kind of like saying a hot water heater. <laughs> like... Yeah, you don't heat hot water. Or um, or a bit test. That was always one of my favorites. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, a bit stands for built-in test. So when you hear somebody do a bit test on something, it, it always... Built-in test test? Yeah, it always yeah. just annoys the shit out of me. So anyway, Nick Camby. He wow. came out of that with a world record at 417 pounds. And honestly, just... I think it set the tone for the rest of his day. It really did. Uh, and I took a screenshot of the weights that those middleweights hit so I can show a certain somebody uh, in this gym. Talk to me afterwards. Like, yeah. Because somebody, well, we all really need to get our overhead up, but somebody in particular, I don't think he realizes just how far behind his peers he is with his overhead. Well, or he might. Who knows? Uh, so the next event was Fingle Fingers. Before we move on, okay, I wanted to make a, I wanted to make a note that every single one of those guys cleaned from their belt. Yep, <laughs> and that. Uh, so for those of you who don't follow uh, the Strongman meme groups, it's been kind of a controversy in Strongman lately about the belt clean because Anthony said that he was going to allow belt cleans. In this event, because he doesn't really give a shit about whether or not you use a belt to clean, because it does—it's not important. And that has pissed some strong people in the strongman community that you know don't really matter very much off a lot. Have you seen the guy on TikTok? The like the the I think he's from like the Boston area, maybe New York. I don't know. East Coast, Upper East Coast, uh, that does the be a man videos no okay remind me after i'll show you what i'm talking okay. about he did one regarding belt cleans and uh what was he talking about huh is he pro or anti-belt clean <clears throat> pro okay cool because anthony shared it to his instagram cool cool yeah i know uh lauren lauren wells happens to actually now hold the record for the uh for the belt clean now she's a pro now she's a record holder yes i'm blown away at 17 belts she wore 17 17 belts, belts. while doing a belt clean wow what a feat yes somebody should call Guinness. Well, she only had two feet <laughs> okay she had 17 belts 17 belts two feet yes that's the most uh belt to foot ratio hmm. out there you're not gonna beat it <laughs> Try me. Yeah. Bet. Yeah, but do you think we could find 18 belts that would fit on you? Like, <laughs> I realistically. Like, <laughs> I could wear them like Johnny Depp wears wristbands. Hey, that works. <laughs> that works. You look like a, uh early 2000s youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's covered in wristbands. <clears throat> so, our next event. Fingle fingers. Fingle fingers. I really want to get a hold of a set of fingle fingers. Same. Those look like so much fun. They do. Is it just me? Did you look at the construction of how they were made? It looked like they had a platform with three stabilizing pins. Mm -hmm. And then it, it kind of looked to me like they could, took a couple of the top loaded Titan farmer carry handles uh -huh. and just put a pipe with a hole drilled in it. 
like they use those for the base because <clears throat> the Titan, the far, the top loaded farmer carry handles, it has a pin so you can adjust the height of the pick. So you just pop those out, put them in. I think we need to get a pair of the Titan farmer carry handles now. All right. And then we can just get a pipe. Yeah. Just lean up, lean that up in the corner and we're good to go. Yep. We can, you know, build a finger finger at any point that we desire. Yeah. Science the hell out of this. Damn right. Um, so I don't remember <clears throat> on top of my head what the standings were after the finger fingers. Uh, do you? You were able to watch I, that in a little bit more detail. I me. don't. I do remember the weights of the finger fingers. They were 500, 600, 700. Jesus. Yes. I, you see, because I've never done a finger finger before, I don't know what that. I don't know what that is compared. I'm, I'm sure yeah. it's heavy because it's the. the You've got to get under it and then get yes under it again. And it's. I'm sure it's heavy just because of the level of show it is. Like I probably couldn't even get the 500. Right. But yeah, I'm curious. The car walk might have been one of the coolest looking events that I've seen. It looked so cool, but I, I man, that kicked a lot of asses. It did. It didn't. That's what it was dying to do. <clears throat> I know, if I'm not mistaken, Lynn Morehouse from Official Strongman actually loaned that out to the show. Yeah. I think it's probably a good idea that he did that because I don't know if you, if from watching the, uh, the Instagram story, watching everybody do it, that car got beat to shit. One of the wheels fell off. Yeah. Like, yeah. The tie rod end broke and the wheel went. So they're going to have to think of something before they put right. you know, heavier because he's. I think he's planning on using that for his middleweights and his heavyweights too. So he's going to have to think of something <clears throat> in order to reinforce that. May just put fixed wheels on it. Probably. And reinforce them. Yeah. yeah. But either way, it was Not such my a call. cool looking show. It was. That was a cool looking event. And, you know, talking about that, which... Nick Best talked about it in the video that I watched a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, the thing about it is, it's uh, comparing it to a traditional yoke, you had two canvas straps going over each shoulder, mm-hmm. and the load was front. It, was, it, it wasn't a side-to-side load. Mm-hmm. It was, it front was a front-to-back load. And then it had those stabilizers. There, so they, yeah, well, they did, they did have a, somewhat of a stabilizer. They were able to grab the, the parts of the uh, windshield mm-hmm. where it had been cut right there. Okay. They were able to grab that, but it didn't really make much difference. Yeah. That thing was all over the place. It was kind of, it reminded me of, um, you watched Strongest Man in History, didn't you? Yes. Whenever they did the earthquake uh, uh, squat. I vaguely remember that. Well, it was, uh, they, they were squatting with the silver dollar bar. Okay. And, when they got under it, it was just so incredibly unstable that mm-hmm. they were just, they were shaking like a dog trying to shoot a peach seed. Mm-hmm. It, it, they were all over the place. They were the same way with this implement. How big is a peach seed? Uh, a little smaller than a golf ball. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a peach seed before. Well, it's... I've never just eaten a peach. Really? Yeah. Weird. Always had like, you're, you're, you're from Louisiana? Yes. Well, wow. it's right. like sliced peaches, but I've never just yeah. eaten a peach. Um, I don't think so. Maybe I have. Well, a peach seed is also very uh, coarse on the outside, so okay. that that makes it as equally painful. Okay, I'm not speaking from experience. I'm just play cool hot shot. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So feels, the implement feels was like un- a Benoit ball. Oh. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh. All right. 
Anyway, the the implement was unstable, and there were a lot of DNFs. Um, for the people that don't know this, do not finish. Did not finish. Mm-hmm. Um, they there was a few that that uh, did finish, and they there was it, this was a, definitely an an event that separated the haves from the have nots, and it, it really set the it was one it of set two them apart. Events. Yeah. Ready to move on to the next one? Yeah, because that was the other event that did. <sighs> I have I did not expect that car deadlift to go that way. I didn't either. Like, and I, after the, kind of the dust has settled, I want to message Anthony and find out whether or not that was part of the plan or not. What was in the trunk? Yeah, I want to find out what was in the <laughs> trunk because that was a, that was just a Dodge Challenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what was making it so heavy? Did they fill the, did they fill the trunk with concrete? Well. Did Anthony forget to pull his bitches out? <laughs> like what? Like what happened? Uh, they, they how many dead hookers were in there? <laughs> <laughs> like I've never seen so many women die of a mustache ride before in my life. <laughs> this thing snatched some souls. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Is that the name of the title? Uh, is that the name of the title? Uh, Clash on the Coast and Anthony Furman's mustache ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, but yeah, I was surprised at that too because you and I have both done car deadlift. I've done it in I think three or four contests now. Yeah. And there's no way a Dodge Challenger weighs less than a Ford F-150. True. True. And that didn't look to be that difficult of a frame. There seemed to be a lot of flex in it. It looked to be, uh, you know, uh, about like ours. Maybe it probably had a little bit more flex in it, honestly. Like what was in the damn trunk? Yeah. So I have one theory. One of the middleweights with the strongest deadlift out there. Probably. Yeah, he, he was the one that put this contest on. I think it ran <clears> to the same situation as Chris Slater with his overhead. Yeah, yeah, because Chris has an insane overhead. Yeah. and Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, they should be able to do this because, you know, he's good at them. Right. So maybe, yeah, I'm really curious what's in the trunk. Uh, I'm curious whether or not he expected that many people to zero, whether or not that was part of the plan. I think the highest, uh, I think first place was 11 reps. Was it? I thought yeah. it was seven for some reason. Uh, somewhere, somewhere in that ballpark. But I think there, there might have been seven zeros. Yes, there were seven zeros. Seven zeros. There yeah. were like I have that written right there. Yeah. There were seven zeros. That's insane. That was insane, and that led on into the fifth event. I don't think he was expecting uh, such lightweights in that event either, because the I believe how many people was it like three people might either three or four people did the 425 stone yeah the highest number of reps was either two or three i know uh nick and somebody else tied for the highest amount of reps with the 425 right but he still had a 465 and a 500 stone too nobody got those nobody got them nobody got them yes yeah. so in the video i watched earlier they made it clear <laughs> they they went to a blank black screen with a white message that said no one <laughs> successfully got mm-hmm. the 465 and 500. Yep. I saw somebody pick the 500. He broke it off the ground. Yeah. But he, it was very apparent very quickly it was not going any further than off the ground. Yeah. Um, apparently it weighed 500 on the dot. Yeah, they had it like hooked up to a, to a trucker scale yeah. to, to weigh it. Sweet. We have 500 pound stone. We do. Yeah, just to look at. Yeah, we're not t- we're not picking it. No, no. But we can say we have a five hundred pound stone. We can, yeah. If any professional strongman wants to come in and just, you know, 
go to an LSU game, eat good food, and then come try to do this stone. Yeah, if any pro strongmen are out there, we will feed you. Yeah, we'll feed you. Not not just feed you. We have the best food in the union, and I stand behind that wholeheartedly. Look at us. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> You're not going to find a better atmosphere than an LSU football game. Unless you just really hate crowds. I don't care. You'll find a way to have fun. True. We'll get you drunk enough. Yeah. Feed yeah. you enough food. You'll have a good time. Anyway, yeah. Open invitation, guys. Yep. Come and uh, set some records that are unattainable for us to beat. Right. That'd be cool. Give us something to chase. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah. So, no 465, no 500. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about what a Trump, Trump stone is? Because I noticed the difference from the video personally, mm-hmm. but for so, others. So, you, you have done a Trump uh, Trump event. I have not. You have. When? The Axel at Alabama Strongest Man last year. That's right. Yes. Uh, so the idea behind any kind of Trump event, whether it's Trump Stone, Trump Axel, Trump Log, um, a well-known one that the Arnold, they do a Trump Log almost every year where they have a light log and a heavy log. So with a Trump Stone, you can do, let's say I went in and I did 20 reps on a 420, God willing. If somebody comes around me and does one rep on a 465, my 420 don't mean shit. Nothing. He is going to come in higher than me on the standard. So there's a lot of gameism when it comes to these Trump events because you look around at your opponents and you kind of got to figure out where you are in the standing, what you can get away with. So, like, let's say Tyler was ahead of me in the rankings. I know he can get a 465 stone. So now I know if, I ha- if I'm going to beat him, I at least have to do – a couple reps with that 465 stone. If I know I can't get that, then I look at the guy below me. If he's going to do the 425 stone, I know there's no point in me going for the 465. I have to get more reps than him with the 425 because I got to come ahead of him. It becomes strength versus endurance. And and just strategy. Yeah, it's it's definitely – it's not – it's it's not the most powerful meathead in front of you. Yes, it, it, it's, it's it's the sport in strength sport. I yeah. love it. And, it and it's not I, just going up and putting up the biggest three totals and right. Yeah, there's no strategy behind. Well, it's, I mean, there's a little bit of strategy. In, it's not in your it's it's not your typical most elastic potato event. Yes, yes, yeah. Was, would, would, did you describe strongman or powerlifting? As I describe powerlifting as that. Trying to trying to make a potato as elastic as possible. We pick up we pick up powerlifting weights and we walk with them. Some. I'm not really going to get into all that. Another another topic for yeah. another day. Yeah, we'll have fun with that though. I will anyway. Mm-hmm. Talking about Herc. Yeah. Whatever. He's been full on crackhead all day today. So. <clears throat> you wanna? Uh, so that was that was it. That that was the finals. That was. We had a pile of uh, way uh, you know divisional records, uh, country records, and world records mm-hmm. fall this weekend, and it's all because of. A wonderful idea that Anthony Furman had. We also had the best commentating uh, commentating in any strongman event that I have ever heard from Rob Kearney and Anthony Furman. They went well together. It's really crazy what happens when you have two people that actually know what the hell they're looking at doing commentary 
instead of, you know, who has the highest Instagram following that Rogue pays for. Yeah. 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 So I would Don't get me wrong, Big Loss does a decent job. Oh yeah, no, Big Loss does an amazing job. He's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about some of the people who comment who do commentary at the Arnold. Right. Yeah. They, it gets just they typically it's it's we start we start to get lines like, Okay, so what he's gotta do to beat to beat uh to beat the person ahead of him is he's gotta pick up the bar that's heavier. Or when he uh I think it was uh an event it was a farmer carry that JF Carone did, and he commented about the legendary grip strength of Canadians. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> there was a guy that was on Monday Night Football a few years ago named Anthony Booger McFarland. Mm-hmm. He's from Winsboro, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But people have bagged on him for the past few years because he's very much that person that says the obvious and mm-hmm. makes it sound like commentary. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's ha- what you're talking about. So what about. the team has to do is score more points than their opponent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they can just score more touchdowns and keep their opponent <laughs> from getting a hold of the ball, they'll be good. Yeah, exactly. And and, and they, that, I, that I love Booger to death, but, but bless his heart, he's not an announcer. But, yeah, it's <clears> really <throat> great when people who actually know the sport are doing the announcing. Uh, I love to see that. They went very well together. The fact that we actually have Strongman on ESPN. Right. Uh, ESPN 3, don't get me wrong, but still. Yeah, it's better than not ESPN. On a cable network. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. And uh, hopefully this is just the beginning. I I really think that Anthony Furman has the kind of personality that can really push Strongman far. If not, his mustache does. Definitely. Yeah. Man, as soon, as soon as the Army's not wearing masks anymore, he's got to shave that. Oh, no. Yeah, because he's still Poor active, guy. He's still active duty. He's an E7 in the military. Yeah, I know. And, I, uh, yeah, he's just been hiding that uh, that big, beautiful face rat mm-hmm. underneath his face mask. Face rat. I like that. Yeah, it's getting but, in for uh, a band, face rat. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I like, there was so much I, will, I got excited about this. Uh, 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 so, first of all, it was a... Under 105 show. Yes. And we got to, to see people not built like Shrek. Right. Beating Strongman on there, national it, television. It broke a lot of norms of Strongman. It really did. And, and I like that because it strong. you and I know just as much as anybody else, Strongman's for everybody. Yes. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody. Um, <clears throat> if you're not willing to check your ego at the door, it's not for you. No. But another topic for another day. But... I feel like it's it's one of, it's it's one of what's going to reach into the untapped markets of, you know, CrossFitters that want just a little mm-hmm. bit more than being the best at exercising. Yes, because I know that's that, that that's what strongman is too. Let's face it, all strength sports is being good at exercising. I'm sorry, it is. Uh, so I, I'm I'm not going to pretend that strongman is not the best at, <laughs> at being really good at exercising. It's the same sport, but we hate burpees. That's all strongman is. Strongman is CrossFit, but it's heavier, and they hate burpees. So, if you are a CrossFitter out there that hates burpees, you don't have to do them. Yes, there's a sport for you. You you can still you can still exercise for your sport and not have to do burpees because they're of the devil. Yeah, I don't, I just don't I I don't get. And maybe it's just me being from the background that I am. I don't get up. I don't get up and excited for how much a person can do as far as endurance goes. 
I don't, I don't care how many pers- uh, chin-ups a person can do. Who, who, I see the draw. I, I do. Maybe uh, you do, but I, I just, I don't. I'm just impressed by impressive people doing impressive things. That's fair. That's and, very fair. And if you ask me, somebody who can run the Boston Marathon in sub two hours, that's fucking impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. Somebody who can knock out. I knew a guy in Afghanistan who could knock out 40 unbroken muscle ups. That's impressive. That is. That is. Yeah. Whether or not it's more or less impressive than a 700 pound deadlift. I don't know. It's a different kind of impressive. I don't know. I, 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 I just, know. I'm just trying to compare what we saw this weekend to CrossFit and yes. other strength sports. The moral of the story is this weekend we got to see we got to see more conventionally aesthetic people compete in a strength sport. Right. These and guys didn't have beer guts. They didn't have the shelf I do. They were in good shape. Yes. They're, you know, the entire point of the first of the first day, really the first two days was do these guys have enough endurance to recover from what we're about to put them through? And, you know, I feel like shit after a one-day show. I can't imagine what they felt like after three. Like, they had a medley with five implements. You had to have some endurance for this show. Yeah. I can't wait, because we still haven't, because because it wasn't live on YouTube or Facebook, it still hasn't hit, like, the mainstream CrossFit, or not CrossFit, the mainstream Strongman and Starting Strongman yet. I can't wait to see all the That Was a CrossFit Show comments, because we're going to see a lot of them from the... uh, from the mouth breathers. Yeah, and I, I feel like it was a it was a gathering of people that gave a shit about the sport. It really was. It definitely was, and I really hope that this wasn't a one-time deal. I really hope Clash on the Coast becomes an annual event. I, I do, too, because I enjoyed seeing records get broken, not mm-hmm. just by middleweights, but we got to see Bobby Thompson's uh, log press world record that uh, not world record American record yep that's exciting in itself we saw so many records it, it doesn't need to be a cherry picked uh, record breaker event at the Arnold it needs it, it people need to at least annually have a chance to go for some of these records how about Giants live going for or putting up money for a 502 deadlift already I'm fucking sick of max deadlifts. It, it's it's become boring at this point. It really has. Like the the deadlift arm race is not as exciting as people think it is. Because two of the big ones have retired from the sport. Yeah, they've moved on to boxing. People. Because deadlifts are boring to watch. Yeah, they are. They they really are. And I want to I want to talk another thing about the top three, the podium. Um, the only one whose name I remember, uh, I really wish probably I probably the winner. The, yeah, I really wish I would have written the other two guys' name down. I only wrote Nick Camby's name down. Um, he, I had not just, heard of him prior to that. I haven't know? either. It remind he reminded me a lot of how I felt about uh, Maxime Boudreaux uh, a few years ago when he was at the Arnold mm-hmm. Santa Monica. You know what? Actually, before this thought, you know, yeah, ADDH, ADHD, yeah, is out of my brain. That was something that I kept thinking throughout this entire <clears throat> throughout this entire event, and this is why I think events like this are really important. We follow this sport pretty closely. We do. The only guy whose <clears throat> name I recognized was the guy that we personally have met. Right. Ryan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
there was so much talent out there that are not getting the <clears throat> national recognition that they deserve because we're too busy pointing our cameras at the at the half the Orbjornsons, the Eddie Halls, the Brian Shaws. Those guys are impressive, but the middleweights are impressive too. The women are impressive too. The so lightweights are impressive too. We've talked about Brian being long in the tooth. Eddie's gone. Half Thor's gone. Big Laws at the. You have a lot of those bigger guys that are up in their thirties, and you need to start focusing on your next generation. Your your Bobby Thompson, your Trey Mitchell competed. Mm-hmm. That man made the finals in WSM two years ago, and he had to fight to get on the main roster this year. Yep. So, yeah, this was good for strongman. It really was. Mm. It was definitely a better. It was definitely a better show than WSM. Definitely. WSM has become a fucking TV show. I, it, it, uh, I'm. I'd rather watch Friends. <laughs> we're relatively new to this sport, and we've yeah. both noticed there seems to be a decline in interest in WS men from the strongman community. Yeah. You know, yeah. Especially since uh, since WS popped up, since the Arnold's you know started doing their live streams. To me, the Arnold is the gold standard. That's the strongest man in the world. Yeah, it's the guy who wins the Arnold. Yeah. Um, you know. For WSM to claim a world record on a lift that we've seen done in person. I feel like that's a dead horse that we've fucked. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was uh, quite a way to put it. Well, it's, it's, we're done beating it. This so, time. yeah, we talked about the winner. Um, I want to talk about the – so these guys took home some cash. They did. It was $10,000 for the top prize. Top prize right, was right? $10,000. Uh, Such a huge payout. Second place was three grand. Third place was 1500 And all three of these guys that podiumed have their the room and board, entry fees, everything taken care of for their next show. Really? Yes. And, and for the show itself, because I know that's something that Anthony Furman has always harped on over the years was the fact that pro-level shows, the athletes have to pay to play. Yeah. Did Do you know if the athletes who were invited, did they have to pay for their room and board and for their flights and all that, or I'm was that part of it? I'm not sure about that, but I do know that the list, it just all the sponsorships I saw all over the show no, I saw, was I saw nothing road, short of I saw impressive. Rain. I saw uh, uh, Pioneer. Cerberus. Cerberus. Um, I don't think I saw Rogue. I think I'm making that up. Uh, ESPN. ESPN. Yeah. The fact that ESPN got involved in any way, shape, or form is... Especially since aren't them and core sports competitors? Yes. I want to talk about another weird to me. competing factor here, What's too. That? So... You know, Mark Martins Lisi's just launched the Reckit app, which is mm-hmm. a pay by the month. You get programming, coaching, things like that. Just which, a, is, which is a direct competitor of Anthony Furman's Strength League. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. They put their their things aside. Martins stepped up and helped Anthony get better. It, 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 he helped. Strongman get better this week. Yes, definitely. So that just that right there says what it needs to say about the sport. Yes, and the fact that Martins hasn't really been able to compete at his best in the last couple of years, and he's still giving it his all for the community. Right, it's really a testament. He also won a slap bet this weekend too, 
because they bet him and Romart bet on who win, uh-huh. who was going to win. Martins picked the right guy. So, wait, so, he gets a slap. He gets to slap Romart. Poor, Poor Romart. Romart. Yeah. <laughs> have, you seen his, have you seen Martins' hand? Yeah. Like uh, him being slapped with a meaty first baseman's mitt. Yeah. <sighs> For all my wrestling fans out there, take a look at Martins Lisi's in 1980s Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I don't, I don't think they're different people. I think they're the same person. I'll have to show you. Does that mean he's like an immortal? Like the Might high, be. Like the Highlander? I, I, I think he is reincarnated in some way, okay. shape, or form. Right. Which, Hacksaw's still alive, so. I have another question. What's up? Is there a GoFundMe up for Romart? <laughs> <laughs> that we need Someone to, uh, should start one. <laughs> we'll see Lindsay behind the camera. <laughs> She'll be back in the fold. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. But, yeah. Um, Getting her fold. Dude. <laughs> anyway, uh, Clash on the Coast 2021. That was great. I can't wait for 2022, and I really hope it happens because this was really awesome for the sport. I really hope this shifted the direction of what – because I feel like it, it, it did what strongman needs to do. 85% of Americans don't exercise in any way, shape, or form, and I think things like Clash on the Coast are going to do a much better job at getting – the average ordinary human interested in strongman than world's strongest man ever could. I think Anthony already kind of has experience. Isn't he any part? Isn't he part of Army's fitness team? Yep. He is part of the U.S. Army fitness. Team. So he already has firsthand experience yes. on doing so. And um, we've already talked. Once COVID's no longer something we're really worried about, and they're traveling for that kind of stuff, uh, we're going to try to get him here for. I knew for we kind of we were discussing that at one point in time, yep. and if that happens. Yeah, we'll, we've we'll, got we've gotten into a lot of the uh, to a lot of the public school powerlifting teams at this point. Yeah, so I, th- I think we can make something happen. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, Clash on the Coast, twenty twenty one. We covered that. Really excited about what they did this weekend. Excited about what's going to happen going forward. Um, from the surface, it looked like a success. Yep. Uh, before we start talking in circles, are we ready to bring this home? Yeah, I think so. One, All right. I say so. I want to talk about a couple of things coming up. Okay. Um, I know you and I are fixing to be uh, pretty busy over the next few weeks. Yes, yes. So we definitely have to uh, <clears throat> let's get together after this. Sure, sure. And we'll, like, hammer out a date where we just knock out, like, a few little 45, 30, 45 minute episodes. Cause I, I know I'm excited this coming week, first of all. Uh Tuesday is May the 4th. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I know you're totally excited about this. We get the we get the first episode of The Bad Badge. Is that coming out May 4th? May the 4th. I did not realize first that. First episode is going to be 70 minutes long. Jesus, Jesus. And then you get your second episode that Friday. Okay. Cool, yeah. cool. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll have something to talk about if I can get you to watch it. Well, I'll I'll be watching it, but and I think we've talked about this. I think we kind of need to stray away from now on from doing the episode by episode playbacks. True, because like this episode will probably get four times as many people listening to as our Falcon and Winter Soldier finale recap, just because people don't like spoilers, and we 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 miss out on a few people. We miss out on the people who haven't watched the episode yet, so they don't want spoilers, or we miss out on the people who were never intending to watch the episode. And don't give a shit. Right. So I think more yeah. of this kind of. I've had my own sister say that I haven't. She hasn't caught up on our episodes because she 
hasn't watched this or hasn't watched that. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. Yep. And we're definitely doing our sponsors a disservice by, uh, by yeah. focusing so much on episode yeah. by episode playbacks. Absolutely. So if we want Impact to still love us in a month. Yeah, we got to sell some damn mouth guards. Yeah, we love them. Hey, if you want to support us, uh, speaking of which, we can talk about our sponsors, close this out. If you want to support <laughs> us, the best way to support us isn't to listen to us directly. It's to support our sponsors while waving our flag. So go to Unmasked Studio, and please, please, it's going to take a few seconds of your time. Just let the... I understand that not everybody can drop three grand on a cosplay. That would be ridiculous to expect every one of our listeners be willing to drop three grand on a cosplay. However, if you go to his page, you comment, you comment uh, and tell us which one your favorite one is. You share his stuff. You like his stuff. You save it to your inspiration file for the stuff that you make. It's going to help him grow. So that's free. You can helping our sponsors free uh, grow is stimulate free. those algorithms. Yes. That's what it's about. Saving his stuff is going to do a lot for the algorithm. Sharing his stuff is going to do a lot for the algorithm. Tagging us in his stuff is going to do a lot for the algorithm. If you can't drop three grand on a Hanukkah cosplay, I understand it would be ridiculous to ask you everybody to drop three grand on a cosplay. I don't have an extra three grand lying around. Me either. If I did, I'd probably buy gym equipment with it. <laughs> but but you can like his stuff. You can share his stuff. That's going to be free. It's just going to take a few seconds of his time. Something that's less expensive and helps you out a lot. Wake you up in the morning. Go to strikeforceenergy.com. Use promo code ATLASSTRENGTH at checkout. You're going to save 20% on all of your energy needs. They have four flavors. One of their flavors is going to go great with something you already love, and it's going to give you an extra 170 milligrams of caffeine to help you get through the day. And last but not least, Impact Mouth Guards. It's going to keep you uh, out of the dentist office. For knocking teeth out. Dentists are expensive. Impact mouth guard mouth guards aren't. Especially when you use promo code Atlas Strength at checkout. You're going to save 10%. And not only do they sell mouth guards, they also sell t-shirts. They sell tape. We love their tape around here. Their tape is great for stones. It's great for wrapping around the bar of your yoke to, uh, to keep it gripped to your back. One of their inspirations for launching their product was expensive custom mouth guards through dentist office. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, there you it's go. It's the same... So, so Ryan, he actually showed one of his mouth guards to the dentist, and he said that their mouth guards are basically identical to what the dentist office does, except the dentist is going to charge you like $1,000 for theirs. Yep. So there is no better value than going through You're, Impact Mouth Guards getting their mouth guard, even if you don't use our promo code, but use our promo codes, they know we sent you. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add? I think that's it. Awesome. I had a fantastic time talking about uh, Clash on the Coast. We don't get to talk about Strongman near enough. Well, it's not that we don't get to. It's just that we talk about other things. So I right. definitely think we need to make more of an effort to follow some of these uh, some of these larger shows that go on. A little bit of the news happening in Strongman. Uh, sometime in the next few weeks, I want to try to get David Gable back on. Actually do that D&D episode. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, try to get Lauren back on again soon. I've still got a couple a of guys that want to be guests as well. Yes. And... Yeah. Uh, Thought about bringing Ethan on to talk about how to get started and doing uh, 3D printing as well. Okay. He said he'd yeah. be down. He can talk about his wood, too. Yeah, Ethan's passion woods. Yeah. Go, <laughs> hey, go follow Ethan. Uh, go follow Ingles, uh, Ingleworks. Is it Ingles? Inglesworks. Yeah, Inglesworks. Yes. Uh, he does awesome woodworking. Gets you a cutting board, gets you a desk, whatever you need. He can build furniture. Yep. Okay, yep. Anything else to add? That's it, man. All right. Well, until next week, it was great talking to you all. You all have a good one. Bye-bye.